Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. Special thanks to today's sponsor, APPI Energy, a Pennsylvania Chamber preferred provider delivering data-driven procurement and consulting solutions that help businesses reduce and manage electricity and natural gas supply costs. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Welcome back to the All Business Podcast. Today I am on site at Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronomics. Since 1929, they have produced top-notch aircraft mechanics and avionics technicians to enter the workforce in aviation maintenance, electronics, and many related fields. And today I get the pleasure of sitting here with Steve Sabold, who is the Director of Marketing and IT. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming. This is awesome. And you know, it's funny, I was like, PIA? Who's PIA? And when Forbes came out with their list of top 30 career and technical schools, your name is on the list. Tell right. us about that. Well, we were pretty excited. Uh, you know, definitely a surprise for us. Um, I want to say a, a couple of months prior, uh, they did reach out to us. They had uh, said that they were going to do a piece on skilled trades, and our name had uh, come into their lap. And so uh, they, they they interviewed me, and when uh, when we were selected, uh, we were we were very thrilled, very thrilled indeed. Exciting, and you know, you just gave me an awesome tour of the school. I am just in awe, and not many kids. One of the problems we say is not many kids think of aviation technology as a career. Why is it so important right now for us to be talking about this? They don't. It, it, well, the demand is is really kind of jumping off the page. Um, when it comes to, I think, any skilled trades, uh, not just aviation tech, technology or technicians. Um, there's just less awareness that these jobs exist, um, that what exactly they entail. I think we grow up mm-hmm. not necessarily having the kind of exposure that we used to used to have, or maybe that we had when growing up. Because even our cars are becoming more sophisticated. You, you need to be able to plug them in to be able to troubleshoot them and diagnose them. Uh, so we're just not not even aware that this might be something that we're we're interested to go into. And the age of, especially aviation technicians, baby boomers are retiring. Uh, the yeah. average age of aviation technicians uh, 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 worldwide, 76.6% are over the age of 50. Less than 2% are under 30. Wow. Wow. Now, you and I talked about what your students get, the certification piece of this. And tell our listeners about that and why your school is so specialized in this program. So in order to work on aircraft, uh, the Federal Aviation Administration governs the curriculum that is outlined. Uh, They also uh, govern the qualifications in order to become a certified uh, uh, technician. So PIA, among uh, about 160 other schools in the nation, are qualified to be able to uh, educate individuals for the training required to get what's called an airframe and power plant certification. And really what it breaks down to is whether it's a blimp, 
a helicopter, fixed wing aircraft, doesn't matter. Domestically, in the United States, in order for that aircraft to leave the ground, it typically, any of the work needs done, that's done to it needs to be signed off by a certified aircraft and power plant technician. But a lot of people don't even realize that they exist. I mean, right. when you go to the airport, you know, you see the ticketing agents, you see uh, luggage, uh, individuals loading the aircraft with luggage, you see, uh, 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 um, you know, pretty much every other occupation but you don't see the and, and there's a reason for that <laughs> we don't like to see them right <laughs> we don't want, that's right that's right the, area, the companies want to make sure they're not seen but your placement statistics are amazing talk a little bit about that so I mean the skills that are taught by for an aviation technician or for, for the education to become a certified aviation technician are very very rounded uh, individuals learn a little bit about welding they learn about hydraulics and pneumatics they learn to work with sheet metal and, and advanced composite materials like carbon fiber and Kevlar they learn to work with uh, jet engines and turbine engines alike they learn to uh, work with uh, um, even wood and cloth, and they learn a lot about electrical components. Yeah. Aircraft today are all fly-by-wire. So you have a lot of older aircraft out there, a lot of newer aircraft, so they're learning a very mixed technology uh, the whole way through the board, which is very enticing for both aviation and non-aviation employers alike. Makes employability very, very easy. There's a lot of demand out there. People are not uh, opting to go into a skilled trade type of uh, program like this. Um, there's always kind of been this push over the past several decades, four-year education, four-year education, and uh, it's really opening up the, uh, uh, the playing field and just the salaries continue to increase uh, because that demand continues to increase. And it's even getting to the point where major aviation companies are stepping in and saying, hey, we need to help. Yeah, we need to help get that message across. Delta being one of the first uh, first of the major aviation companies to really step in and say we need to help the schools tell the community about the demand that's out there. Right, and we also want to help the schools increase their the quality of the education that they're able that they're getting uh, at these schools because we can. And we should be doing this. We should have been doing this. And now that we're seeing the the impending uh, demand future, we're going to do this. It is amazing to the companies that come to you for workers, for graduates. So talk a little bit about that because you were rattling off some names. I'm like, wow, they're a member well, of ours. Even, they're a member of ours. So uh, even today, uh, today as a perfect example, while while we're we're meeting and, and taking a look around, we have General Atomics. Uh, yep. They're based out of Palmdale, California. They're here doing a presentation to all of our upcoming graduates to talk about uh, their organization and what it's like to work for their organization and the needs that they have to work on these unmanned aerial vehicles, these drones that do like uh, border patrols and things like that. Um, there's a lot of different opportunities. You have uh, your cargo is a huge mm -hmm. part of aviation, freight and cargo, UPS, FedEx. These are huge worldwide organizations that need their aircraft to be able to fly in order to maintain their schedules. You have your major aircraft carriers. You have private aviation. Individuals, I think there's a uh, registered about 139,000 private aircraft uh, registered in the United States. Individuals that just own their own planes. All of these wow. have to be uh, uh, have to be maintained. You have your military subcontracting companies like General Atomics, uh, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, uh, uh, companies like that. So there's, there is, there's a, there's, there's a lot of diverse aviation companies. And then last week we had U.S. Steel here. Yeah. U.S. Steel is in need of 
over 100 aviation, not aviation, but over 100 maintenance and electronic uh, or electrical technicians for their Mon Valley Works uh, facilities uh, outside of the Pittsburgh area, so or inside the Pittsburgh area. The skills that are obtained are very transferable. You can always go as an aviation technician, right. work on cars, you can work on elevators, you can work on wind turbines, all those technologies are, 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 are very similar. Uh, you can work in industrial uh, machinery, electromechanical uh, machinery type of uh, uh, industries. So there's a lot of different avenues to be able to go into and there's not enough people that are going into them. So it's really opening the door. Absolutely, and, and the median salary. I mean, I'm looking here, aviation maintenance technician, $56,000 for how long is that course, 21 months? So the, yeah, the course is uh, 21 months uh, here in Pittsburgh. We have campuses at other locations that are a little bit shorter. Uh, so the total tuition is just over 37,000. And uh, yeah, the median for BLS for an aviation technician is now 60,270. It's actually Ooh. increased from uh, 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 this past year. That's amazing, and it's a STEM job. Talk about that. It is, and uh, you know we're always uh, trying to help uh, uh, raise the awareness on STEM, and more specifically the the forgotten T, as I like <laughs> to call it. Uh, I, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, post-secondary and secondary education uh, facilities out there really promoting STEM. STEM's really the big talk in a lot of states. But we we still see a lot of that talk being revolving around mathematics, engineering, uh, and, and of course the sciences, and not as much around the T as, as maybe yep. we, we would prefer. Uh, because really the trades, the skilled trades, that it's, it is, it's a different animal, it's a different entity. Um, you know, we have individuals that come here that went through an engineering program before. They have bachelor's degrees in, in aeronautical engineering, but they've never actually touched an aircraft during that four years of education. Wow. You know, the, it, it's, an, it's an entirely different type of training uh, of education. And so some people don't realize what their focus is. We have a lot of students that went for engineering and then realized, I don't know that I'm necessarily this one uh, one of the classroom book work uh, uh, everyday type of thing. I really want to get my hands involved. I really want to start working on these components, and you know that transfer. Yeah. Uh, to and to, they're working yeah. on real planes. I and mean, the planes that you have out there are amazing. I was awed to see these huge aircraft and helicopters and the engines and the lighting and everything else that they do here. I mean, it is hands on. You're in the aircraft. Yep. Yeah, amazing, amazing. It, it really is. Being, uh, you know, we're a nonprofit, 501c3, uh, has certainly uh, been advantageous in, in being able to acquire some very nice aircraft. Uh, we recently got a Learjet uh, from Government Surplus, um, and uh, a lot of those engines that you saw out there, TF-34s, they're off of A-10 Warhawks. Wow. You know, wow. Donated. And your instructors are so impressive because, I mean, I just met Randy, and uh, he worked on... Air Force Two. He did. He did. So for an instructor to be able to go up to your kids and be like, yeah, I worked on Air Force Two. And we have other instructors that, you know, have said, hey, I went through PIA and, you know, I, I worked on Taylor Swift's plane. I mean, how cool is that? And it's amazing to see the students going through here and their eyes opening up at this opportunity. Right. Yeah. And you and, have four campuses. And it's well, I mean, student-wise, you don't have to have ever worked on anything before. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some students have never even changed their oil. That's fine. Really, the type of student that really thrives, somebody that's a problem solver. You know, there's a lot of troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what employers are looking for. Yeah. Employers are looking for people that not just know how to 
follow a procedure, but be able to find the root cause of the problem. And we talk about, you know, you and I were having a conversation about the Mike Rowe Work Ethics Scholarship, which the Chamber is, you know, so happy to be involved with. And you, here at this school, actually talk about work ethic. Talk we about do. About so that. in order to even acquire uh, and be eligible to test for their federal certification, there's an attendance requirement yeah. that goes along with the academics. And uh, the, the, the FAA states you have to complete a minimum of 1,900 hours of trade course education, Part 147 education, in order to obtain an airframe, to be eligible to test for an airframe and power plant certification. So we take attendance. All of our, all of our campuses take attendance. If they miss time, they have to make time up. Wow. And this is, it's one of the first things employers come in and, and ask in an interview, how was your attendance? Because think about it, if you're 19, 20 years old, you're a recent graduate, you don't have a lot of prior experience, they get to see how responsible and or how reliable you most likely will be for them because you were responsible and reliable when going to school. Isn't that funny? Like our whole life we thought, oh, perfect attendance award. No one's going to pay attention to that. And here you're saying, no, these employers, I want the kids with the perfect attendance oh, award. Oh, yeah. That's Their philosophy is you could be the smartest person in, 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 uh, in class, but if you're not going to show up to work, wow, you know, that's money. So to wrap it up, tell us what the biggest message that you have for students and parents? I think the biggest message uh, really is the opportunities for success are much greater than I think what a lot of people realize. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes, especially when looking at uh, a program like this, the early income potential is not necessarily as, uh, and when I say early, as in like day one income potential is not as necessarily uh, beautiful as it is once you get two or three years out. Uh, because really, when you first start in the aviation industry, especially, you're you're kind of in an apprenticeship or like sure. a journeymanship role. You're not even signing off on things, and so uh, you you might and I say this I say this callously. You might only be starting out at thirty six, thirty seven thousand dollars an hour for you know for your first uh, a year, yeah, uh, yeah, a year. And that, I mean, I that's definitely a nice number to start out with. You know, at nineteen, twenty years old. Um, but uh, it really starts to increase as individuals get the additional training in the field that, uh, uh, that they'll be obtaining and they start working and, and get that experience under their belt. And uh, the, the opportunities really are tremendous for a short program and uh, because it, people just don't, don't think about it. They're not exposed right. to it. And, and I, think, I think the biggest advice that I could give it doesn't hurt to check it out. Not just this, but any skilled trade, if you think that it could be something that you might be interested in, regardless of what the, the pressures around you are swaying, uh, it really can be valuable to just at least take some time and learn more about it. Um, because all around, the opportunities continue to grow. Is it necessarily always the, 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 the prettiest job? You know, uh, no. Maybe not, but is it going to provide you and your family with a security, job security going forward? Absolutely. 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 And, and uh, you know, individuals are more than welcome to visit our website, pi.edu, which you know really explains, I think, all of the different facets. And, and we really are. We're advocates for career training, skilled training, regardless of who they are. Well, I cannot thank you enough for your time today and for educating me really about these companies that are coming to you 
for with these in-demand jobs. And we thank you so much for all that you're doing to help fill them, especially here in the Commonwealth, because you know we hear it all the time. And you're helping to close that skills gap. And we thank you so much, Steve. It's been a great day here in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania, <laughs> on the outer skirts of Pittsburgh. And again, if you want to learn more about the Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronautics, you can visit them at pia.edu. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2017.